Hey, let's give them a round of applause. Welcome to Harmony, and whether you are online or whether you're in person, we are glad that you're here today, and we are ready to celebrate Christmas. How many of you are ready to celebrate Christmas? All, again, you can go ahead and clap. If the shopping's done, that, that is a reason to clap, right? Uh, but more than, than the shopping and all the other things, and some of you, we've got some guests here with us today, and some of you had to travel to your older brother's house so that you would get your Christmas gift, right? You, you came to get it so that you knew it would be on time. That, that is a, and, and for those of you that may not know, I'm talking to Dan Knoll. And, and, and if you think that's a little awkward or embarrassing, that's fine. I can talk to him like that. He's a, he's a, a longtime PK, right? And that's what, what I am. Only you were a PK a little bit longer than I've been a PK, right? There's a little bit of an age gap. But, but and anyway, so, so we can have this little conversation this morning. Hey, we want to thank all of you for being here uh, and being a part of what's taking place here at Harmony. Whether you're watching online or in person, if you're in person watching online, take out that uh, device, whatever it might be in your home or here. Uh, like and share what's going on right now on Facebook or in the app if you're, you're following along. Uh, if you're in person and you do that, please turn the volume down after you do that. Uh, don't continue to watch it in person. Uh, we, we get a little delay and sometimes I hear that. That can be awkward for me and the people that are next to you. But uh, if you would like to share it, uh, we would encourage you uh, to do that. There's a lot going on this week. I know that some of you have family gatherings. You have other things that, that are going to be taking place. But we want to remind you, Christmas Eve service is taking place at Five o'clock, Christmas Eve candlelight. We want to encourage you to come out, bring family, friends, uh, your children, uh, whatever it might be that's going on. Just block aside some time uh, because on Christmas Eve, we're talking about celebrating the name of Jesus, and we're talking about making room to do that. And in order for you to get that message and, and to drive it home, we're asking you to make room on Christmas Eve at 5 o'clock and come and celebrate the name of Jesus, who he is, and what Christmas is really all about. Well, today we're going to continue uh, that series, and we're talking about the shepherds today and, and celebrating the name of Jesus and Christmas uh, with the shepherds. And throughout the day, there's other opportunities uh, that are taking place. Uh, moms and dads, we have a Awana tonight. If your children are part of Awana, make sure and uh, bring them back for Awana tonight. Youth group is uh, taking place as well. So lots of opportunities, lots of things taking place. We want to encourage you uh, to be a part uh, of those opportunities that are happening here at Harmony. We have a lot of people that I want to encourage you to pray for, uh, people that are, are just battling everyday sickness. Then some people are battling COVID. And um, we want to ask you to pray uh, for Jane and Everett Alexander. Please keep uh, the folks uh, in your prayers. Uh, we have some others that, that uh, need our prayers that have requested uh, prayer as well. I want to ask you to continue to pray for Darlia Dilk. And uh, then I want to ask you to pray for Leon Manette, uh, that God would just be with him and uh, continue to bless and uh, give uh, strength uh, to he and Charlotte uh, in their time of need as he continues to, to battle sickness uh, as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time and just ask him to help us as we go through this day. Father, we come to you and Lord, we thank you for the fact that we can come, that we can bring our request to you. Lord, today as we celebrate the birth of your son, the one who came to offer salvation, God, I ask that you would just uh, work in our presence. God, that you would help us to be able to, to pull everything else away and all the things that are going on. That you would help us to be able, God, just to hear your voice, to hear your direction. Lord, I, I just ask that you give grace and strength to those that are in need. If 
Father, I think of uh, Leon and Charlotte, and I pray that you would uh, be with them. For Jane and Everett, the Falks, for Darlia Delk, for Judy Perry, for so many others that are just battling sickness. God, I ask that you would work in their hearts, that you would work in their life, that you would comfort them and strengthen them. But Father, most of all, we ask that as we gather here today, as people gather online, God, that we would hear from you and that you would be the difference maker in our life. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Stand with us one more time. The shepherds left the field after they got the announcement and they came to the manger to adore the risen the Savior. Let's sing from the heart this morning as we adore him.
here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Wonderful worship this morning. You may be seated. Tonight to our Savior. 
That was awesome. Please pay attention to the video screens. come to the Christmas season and we ask ourselves, how do I celebrate when life is giving me difficulty? How do I celebrate Christmas when not only is life giving me difficulty, but there's so many unknown things that are taking place in my life. Well, for this series, we've just really given a, a verse that we just kind of use as a, a starting point each and, and every time we, we visit this aspect of, of how do I celebrate Christmas and, and the name of Jesus when, when life is difficult, when I'm struggling, when something interrupts my life and, and something unexpected happens. Well, in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6, the Bible says that we have a mighty God that's a wonderful counselor. He's the everlasting Father and He is the, the Prince of Peace. And those are names that surround the name of Jesus. Those are names that give Him a titles of, of who He is and the role that He would play in the world and the role that He wants to play in your life. So when you say, life is hard for me, how can I celebrate Christmas right now? Do you know, do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that when life is hard, we have a wonderful counselor who has the answers that, that you need. The Bible says when, when you're in turmoil on the inside, we have one that can give us the peace and the direction that we need. And, and he can give us a peace that passes our understanding, right? I mean, it goes beyond our ability to understand. It, it says that, that he can go ahead and be the one who is the everlasting father. The one who is always there and there is no end. When you feel like you're alone in life, the everlasting Father is right there. When, when you feel like you need an answer, the wonderful counselor is there to give it to you. So, so how do we celebrate when we're like Joseph? As we talked a few weeks ago, and we've got our plans and our future out in, in front of us, and, and we're a good person because the Bible says he was a good person. The Bible says he was a just person. Do you know what I take from, from the life of Joseph is that good people have struggles as well, right? We, we often look at, at other people and, and we look at somebody's life and, and they're struggling and it seems like life is just falling apart for them and, and, and you, you look and say, man, I wonder what they did to deserve that. I mean, you may not say it that way, you may not ask it that way, but, but kind of secretly on the inside, you know, because th there's a tendency for many of us to think that we're better than other people, Right? Tendency for us to think that we would never get our life in a mess like, like they have theirs in, in a mess. And, and yet Joseph is described as a, a just person. And he's in this situation where he doesn't really know how to get out of it, but he's trying to get out of it. But here's what good people do when, when they have struggles. And here's what we all need to do when we have struggles. Joseph listened to the voice of God. 
He listened for that direction and he followed. We look at at Mary and and here's a a young lady who's got the future in in front of her. And the Bible says that she's a, a person of faith, a person of virtue. And we see that her faith had produced many things in her life. Yet up until this point, her faith had not been tested like it's going to be. And now we see this young lady with life in front of her. A future that's mapped out before her. The hopes and dreams of her heart and and the family that she's counting on having one day. And all of a sudden, life gets interrupted. And now people are whispering. People are wondering. The rumors are floating around. Because Mary is with child. And she shouldn't be. Because she's not gone to be with Joseph yet. And when she shows up in the marketplace, on the inside, she's wondering, what are people saying about me? What are, what are people thinking about me? And here's what the Bible says about Mary in the midst of her unknown and the difficult experience. The, the, the Bible says that just as her faith produced something prior to this moment... Her faith continued to produce something in that moment, and she continued to trust God. She continued to say yes to him, even when it wasn't easy. Have you ever noticed that sometimes when when life gets difficult and it's not panning out like we thought it should or like we thought it would, we'll kind of take a step back sometimes and we'll say, if it's going to be that hard, if it's going to be that difficult, I'm, I'm not certain that I'm going to continue to try that. Yet Mary, a faith that is producing something in her life right here, she just leans into God even more and she says yes. She says yes to saying, okay, I'll be your servant and take care of the Son of God. I'll be your servant and, and I'll raise him even when my other children are questioning and doubting. As to what this really is all about, I'll say yes to you. When I'm looking on the cross and people are standing around and they're discussing what there's no way it could have been. And that Mary was supposed to have the the son of God and she hears those things taking place. She says, I'll keep saying yes. There's a faith that's, that's real. Well, today we take a look at a passage of Scripture that involves the shepherds. And the shepherds were the ones that you didn't invite to the Christmas celebration, right? Shepherds weren't allowed to testify in a court of law. Shepherds were considered to be unclean for, for many different reasons, not just ceremonially unclean, right? But, but they were just unclean because they're out taking care of the animals. They're out on, on a hillside. They, they were considered to, to be thieves and robbers. They, they, were, they were considered to, to be somebody that you wouldn't trust anyone or anything with. Yet in the midst of all of the difficulty, in the midst of all of the, the circumstances and things that are taking place, one of the things that we discover is this. The shepherds get invited. They get invited to see Jesus. The, the ones that are the uninvited guests to, to any place that they show up, the, the ones that people, when they see them coming, they, they, they say, man, I wonder if I can trust them. This 
is who we look at today. So, so let's just take a look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. You, you know the, the passage. We've been reading it every week, but I, I want to read it again so, so that we get it. And here's what it says. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. For unto us. We might think about that and say, unto the good people. <laughs> unto the people that, that have life together. Unto the people that, that make the right decisions. Unto the people that are, are religious and know how to, to, to go through life. But yet when we look at Luke chapter 2, and we see that Mary and Joseph have traveled to Bethlehem, and they make their way there, and there's no room for them in the end, yet they bring forth Jesus, and they, they place the Son of God, and wrap him in swaddling clothes and, and put him in that manger. The, the first thing that unfolds is, is this. It's found in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8, and it says this. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Did you get that? For there is born to you. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us, wonder who the us is. Now, Luke chapter 2, the messenger's talking to the shepherds, and the shepherd says, For unto you is born this day. You see, in case you're wondering who Jesus was, was born for, in case you're wondering, did he come for me? Does he care about me? Does he have something for me? The answer to that is, is yes. It's, it's unto you. you. You can insert your name there and, and you won't be doing any wrong. It says, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass that the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at all those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Now keep in mind that the shepherds are out watching their flock. They're at work. They're in the middle of, of life. They're doing their, their daily routine. And, and all of the sudden, in the midst of their daily routine, in the midst of the things that are on their mind, the, the things that they have to take care of, making sure that the, the flock is there and making sure that other shepherds aren't there to, to try and take some of their flock and, and lure some of those uh, sheep away that they're responsible for. In the midst of all of those things, in the midst of bedding them down, in the midst of making sure that they're fed and watered, in the midst of caring for the ones that are sick and, and all of the needs and the demands that a shepherd would have on their life. Here's, 
here's what happens. A message comes that interrupts their routine. I want you to understand, Joseph's life was interrupted with the unexpected. Mary's life was interrupted with the unexpected. The shepherds' lives were were interrupted with with the unexpected. You see, everyone at some point in time may have heard about it, but now it's coming down to a, a point where it's unfolding, and here's what's happening. All of these unexpected things are taking place that center around Jesus. And and here's what we see. We see good people being interrupted that are described as faith. We see a a, a young lady who has her life together and and, and she's a, a person of faith. And faith is producing something in her life. Yet we go out to the hillside and we discover a group of people that are doing everyday life. Yet this group of people is is never described as religious. They're not welcomed down at the place of worship in the temple. They can't go to the court of law, yet here's what happens. It says in God's word that an angel appears unto them and says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this is how you are going to find him. Joseph and Mary celebrated the name of Jesus by letting their faith produce something. But we look at the shepherds. And in the midst of that first Christmas, we ask ourselves this, how in the world did they celebrate the birth of Christ? How did they celebrate this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, the everlasting father? What did they do in their moment? Well, here's what the Bible says that we need to, to get a hold of first. And we need to understand that, that Christmas is not just for those who seem to have life together. God didn't just come to be around the Josephs and the Marys of the world, people that had a faith that was producing something. No, he, he, he came for those that were like the shepherds, maybe like some of you today. They were close, but far. If we could just talk about that, that first thought, it says they were in the same country. They were out on the hillside. The Bible doesn't give us a distance, but we know that they were close enough to get there, yet we also know that they were far enough away that they didn't know that it had taken place right at that moment. And I wonder how many people go through life and and they're close to Christians, they're close to, to things about Christmas, but they've never really come up close to see the Jesus who came for them. They've never been invited to to come close to see the one who is described as the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the one who showed up in the unlikely place of Bethlehem and the unlikely circumstance of, of being wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a manger, this one who who showed up. That the shepherds get this word. They they were they were close but they were still far. You know, there's a lot of people today that you might be close to that are far from God. There's a lot of people today that might be close to religion, but they're far from a relationship with who Jesus really is. And if we begin to to look at Christmas and what it's all about, 
at Christmas. All oh, the gift exchanges are, are, are great. And, and I'm just going to tell you something. If you were planning on getting me a gift this year, you don't need to worry about it. I, the Colts gave me an incredible gift last night. Anybody with me, right? And, and for the two Patriot fans that are left, I'm sorry, right? You, you know, you, you, you look at, at life and... <laughs> We, we have two folks from Boston, and, and, and uh, they're, they're here today. But hey, at least I know you're listening, right? That, that's a good thing. He was hinging on every word up until that point. Now he's folding the Bible up and going, I don't care. He's actually not doing that. He, he, it's more, probably more like, I don't care what that guy says. We're, we're going to go ahead and put an accent in there for just a moment. But anyway, we look at... We look at something that we, we think might go ahead and be the gift that somebody needs, be, be what someone is searching for, and, and we take all of these things, yet, yet the Lord sends a message to people that are, are right nearby, but he says, I want you, I want you to go ahead and and come, which, which brings me to the next thought process. And, and it's this. They were invited, but they were afraid. Have you ever received an invitation to go somewhere, but you didn't know what the expectations were? Been there, done that. You've received an, an invitation. I, I've, I've been in, in situations where I've received a subpoena. Wasn't an invitation. It says, hey, you're showing up. What, what do you expect? Don't, don't know nothing uh, about it. And, and you're, you're nervous. And you say, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? What, what, what's there for, for me? What's the expectation of me while I'm there? When, when you look at the shepherds, the Bible says that they were greatly Afraid, greatly, not, not just kind of afraid, not, not just a, a little bit afraid, not just kind of concerned. You know, when, when we think about an angel showing up, we, we think about something that was beautiful, right? When we think of, of something that may have been very inviting, but, but here's the, the reality. We don't know exactly what it was. We just know that an angel showed up and the Bible says that they were greatly afraid. I want to tell you something. When you get invited to a place that you've never been, but you know you're not welcome, that's, that's a dawning aspect for many people. And when you think about the shepherds being on a hillside, the Savior being placed in swaddling cloths and, and lying in a manger, it, it was so ordinary it was so common, I'm certain that they're, they're thinking, wow, we're, we're not invited to something like this, yet at the same time, it's in, it's in a place that we understand. It's, it's wrapped up in something that we know how to navigate, something that we know how to handle. Maybe today, there's some things that are, that are going on in, in your life that kind of are concerning, some things that are just a, a little fearful for you. 
the invitation was unusual, but, but here's the thing that I, I want us to get is the invitation was personal. It was personal, which we need to understand when the prophet Isaiah said, for unto us, and then the Savior is announced and the angel says, for unto you. It's an invitation. It's a promise that's for you. It's for me. It's for that coworker. It's for that neighbor. It's for that family member that's close but far. The one that's invited but, but maybe a little bit afraid and uncertain as to, to what is going to take place. I mean, when you stop and think that a wonderful counselor, the guy that has all the answers, the God that is all-powerful, that's described as mighty and the everlasting Father and the one that can bring peace to every situation, that can be something that is, is very intimidating. Yet in, in this setting, we look, and it was very personal, it was very practical. You see, God meets us where we're at, and he gives us exactly what we need. And when we begin to look at the Christmas story, the shepherds very well could have been close but far. The Bible says that they were invited, but they were greatly afraid. We've all had that moment of fear, that, that moment that we didn't know exactly what to do. So what did the shepherds do? In verse 10, it says this. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. The shepherds learned a little more about it. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that it was a joy that's available and personal. Verse number 10, it says, in the midst of your fear, I want you to know that there's a joy that's available and personal. We make Christmas uh, about gifts. We make Christmas about gatherings. We, we make Christmas uh, about time where, where we exchange different things. When we begin to, to look we begin to search and look at what the Bible really lays out in just a very plain way. The Bible teaches us that, that Christmas is about the name of Jesus. It's about a joy that comes from that name. It's a joy that, that only Jesus can produce, a joy that only Jesus can, can give. And, and here's the thing, it's available. It's, it's available to all people. It says, I've got good news. Shepherds weren't, weren't used to getting good news, right? How many of you could stand to, to get some good news every once in a while, right? We, we read through our, our social media feed. We look at the, the news that's on TV. We read things, and, and it seems like there's just such a, a darkness. There's just such an edge in, in so many ways. We, we look at the different things that are going on around us, and, and, and we look at, at what should be a season and celebration of joy. There's so much that, that seems to be keeping that at, at arm's length. And, and one of the reasons that that's happening is, is because uh, just, just like the shepherds, we've been invited uh, to, to come and, and to look at this joy and to experience this joy, yet 
Yet we're afraid sometimes of that joy. We're afraid of trusting that one that's all-powerful and that, that one that can give peace in our life because sometimes it requires something of us. You see, the, the, the truth is this. Joseph trusted God and he said, okay, I'll do what other people are telling me not to do. Mary said, okay, faith has produced something in my life so far. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to put myself at your disposal. I'm going to let you guide me and direct me. And now the shepherds have an invitation, and, and here's what happens. They're, they're close to the king, but, but they're still far away. They're, they're there, and, and they get this message, and they're extremely afraid. And now they're told exactly what they're looking for is available in this one called Jesus. And what do they do? What, what do they do that you and I need to do in order to be able to celebrate the name of Jesus. And, and, and here it is. It's, it's just tucked away and it's, it's real simple. We, we look at it. It says there was an urgency that they wanted to experience. In verse number 11, it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which the Lord has made known to us. Do you know what the shepherds said? The shepherds said, we don't have anything to lose. We need to go. And some of us today are searching for joy, and we're searching for peace, and we're searching for wisdom as to how we can navigate the difficulties of life. And all the while, there's a wonderful counselor, there's the mighty God, there's the everlasting Father, there's the Prince of Peace, there's the Savior in a manger who is saying, look, I am joy that is personal, and I'm available to anyone who wants to come. And here's what the shepherds did. They said there, there is an urgency that needs to be experienced. There, there was something that drove them to the manger. Let me ask you something today. What's keeping you from the manger? What's keeping you from the Christ child? What's keeping you from that experience? Is it the fear of what other people are going to think, say, or do? Joseph and Mary negotiated that. Certainly the shepherds did as well. In fact, to this day, to this day, you can go and, and, and you can search it out. And there's a lot of people out there that say, wow, this group of shepherds. No, they were already the religious people. And here's the, 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 the real problem with that is nowhere in the Bible did the real religious people turn to Jesus. They, they, they crucified him and watched him die. And only two of the religious people hung around. Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. So these weren't the religious shepherds. They were out on a hillside. They were common, ordinary people that were afraid. These guys weren't down at the temple on a regular basis. They were people that were navigating life just like you and me, and they were searching for joy. They were searching for peace. They were searching for an experience. They were searching for a faith. They were searching for a relationship that could give them exactly what they need. 
one that would help them navigate the difficulties of life, one that would be present when no one else is, one that could give peace in the midst of the storms and uncertainties and difficulties of life, one that could be the answer when it seems like an answer can't be found, and one that cared about them and loved them like no other cared about them and loved them. And the angel said, you can find that in Jesus. You see, when you look at the shepherds and you look at how they turned and they went, they went to experience one that loved them and cared about them. And they said, other people have made it known that they don't care about us, that they don't love us. We're going to go trust the message of one who does. Let me ask you this today. It's kind of a personal question, but, but have you trusted the Savior? While we're talking about gifts and buying gifts and exchanging gifts, have you taken the gift of Jesus, the gift of salvation, the gift of the forgiveness of sins, the gift that, that is represented and one that's wrapped in swaddling clothes? Have you accepted that gift? Because ultimately that's what, what Christmas is, is all about about it's it's about the gift of salvation that is eternal that brings peace with God that gives you the peace of God in daily living when you look at the shepherds there was an urgency and they said let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that the Lord has made known to us. I would encourage you today to, to come to Jesus. But the, the last thing I, I just want to give you today is, is this. If you've already come to him, if you, if you already know him, then, then let's, let's look at the shepherds real quick. You see verse number 16 says, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Here's what the, the shepherds did. For them, it was, it was an experience that couldn't be contained. They went to see Jesus and they, they worshiped the child. They interacted with Mary and Joseph and, and they confirmed the things that had been told unto them. And, and they told when they got there, they, they said, you're not going to believe it. We, we got a message. A message that the, the Savior is born. Can you imagine Joseph and Mary in a, a stable-like setting, they're, they're placing the Son of God in swaddling clothes and, and lying him in a manger. They're, they're placing him in a feeding trough, and, and other people show up. I mean, you, you, you've got to be able to just stop and, and look for a moment and, and know that Mary is like, I can't believe people are here. 
They're seeing me at my worst. They're they're seeing me taking care of, of the Son of God and I'm placing him in a feeding trough. To talk about feeling inadequate. To talk about wrestling with, am I doing this thing right? And yet the shepherds come. And they begin to worship him and tell. And Mary kept all those things and pondered them in her heart. Yet the Bible says that when they leave, they couldn't keep it to themselves. And they just began to tell everybody the things that they had experienced, the things that they had seen, the things that they had heard. Today, I I want to ask you this. If you've been to the manger and you've received that gift, that gift known as Jesus, if you've trusted him as your savior, are you keeping that experience to yourself? Because the, 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 the Bible says the shepherds couldn't. They, they were invited. They went. They, they were able to see. They were able to experience. And when they were able to see him and they were able to experience him, the Bible says that they couldn't keep him to themselves. And I often wonder what causes us as people who, who, who live in a place of, of plenty, who exchange gifts for, for any reason that we can think of. We get together and, and, and we celebrate all kinds of, of different things, yet, yet when it comes to the one that we know as Jesus and our relationship with him, we often leave him out. We don't let that be an experience that can't be contained. We, we contain it. Some of us are getting ready for family get-togethers and, and we have the thought process, hey, there's going to be two things that we don't talk about. We don't talk about politics and we don't talk about faith. And, and you can talk about whatever you want, but, but why, why as Christian people would we make a decision ahead of time that we're not going to talk about who Jesus is, that we're not going to celebrate him? What, what he's done for us. I'm not talking about deliberately agitating somebody. I'm not talking about trying to go ahead and, and be the, the, the one that stands out and, and creates a problem and drive people further away. I'm just, just talking about why not recognize our experience for Christ with, with what it is, eternal life that other people need. You see, when we begin to look at the shepherds, they came, they experienced Jesus on a very personal level. And when they left, they said, we want other people to experience what we've experienced. We found acceptance, we found love, we found found the one. And we want other people to experience the same thing we've experienced. You see, when when we look at, at how we celebrate the name of Jesus with the shepherds, we, we, invite other people that are close but far, we, we, we come. We come with them. We let them know that they're invited and it's okay to be afraid, but God's not one to, to be afraid of. 
that we have to, to stay away from. It's, it's one that we can come close to and we can trust. We begin to, to see that in the midst of all the other things of life, there's nothing that should be more important. Nothing that we should be going after in a greater way than, than Jesus. And there's nothing more that we should want to share than him. So today, I want to ask you, have you come close? Have you received that invitation? Have you trusted him? And if you've come close and you've received that invitation and you know Jesus, then what are you doing to share him? What are you doing to give that experience to others? Would you pray with me? Today, before we pray, I want to ask you, do you know for certain that you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Do you know that there's been a time where you've said, Jesus, the best I know how, I believe that I'm a sinner. I believe that I've missed your mark, and I believe that you came into this world, and you lived a perfect life, and you did that to die for me. And I want to ask you to forgive me of my sins. I want to ask you to be my Savior. If there's never been that time, I want to encourage you to, to make that time right now, right here. No matter where you're at, no matter what's taken place. If you don't know him, but you would like to, right here, right now, this simple prayer, make it yours. Just pray it with me right now if you, if you would like to. Just a little prayer like this. It's not the prayer that takes care of it. Jesus has already taken care of it. This is just talking to him about it. So make this your prayer. Dear Jesus, the best I know how, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. And I'm placing my faith and trust in you to be my savior. Jesus, thank you for saving me and help me to learn more about you and to live my life for you. If you prayed a simple prayer like that, I want you to know that Jesus is your savior. And we'd like to help you grow in that relationship with him and learn more about him. And the purpose and plan that he has for your life and how you can live a life that matters by living your life for him. But maybe you're here today and you would say, John, I'm already a Christian. I, I, I prayed that prayer a, a long time ago. I, I trusted him as my savior years ago, but, but quite honestly, in my life right now, there's, there's some things that I need his help and guidance on. I need his wisdom. The Bible says he's a wonderful counselor. He's the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. He's the mighty God. It literally just means that he has the strength to last forever and his guidance and direction will never run out and it'll always be good. No matter what your age or what day or time you're living in, he can bring peace to your life. So today, right where you are, just ask him for help. Just say, God, I, I need you to be that wonderful counselor right now. Just as you were a wonderful counselor to those shepherds and invited them, you recognize what they need. God, would you give me what I need right now and, and talk to him about it right here, right now, right where you are. As you're praying, I'm gonna pray. You just join your heart. 
together. Father, we come to you today, and Lord, we thank you for the fact that Christmas is about you. God, I pray that you would help us to make it about you. I pray that you would help us to trust you right where we are. Father, whether we feel like we're far away and we're not wanted, I pray that you would help us to know that no matter how close or how far we might feel, you're right there ready and waiting for us to come to you. Lord, help us to come to you. Father, no matter what's going on in our life, no matter what the struggle is, I pray that you would help us to trust you, to turn to you, to look to you for wisdom and direction and guidance. Lord, I just ask that you would help us to celebrate your name during this Christmas season. And even when it feels like we can't, I ask you to help us and remind us that we can. Not because it's easy, not because it's always comfortable, but because you're always good and you're always God. Help us, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by being buried and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. And he will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, uh, you're part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember, we're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and, and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to harmonyofavon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.